We've got Anthony Lee, who worked for the first company that ever started doing discount promotional giveaway launches. And he's going to tell us what's working today, what's not working, and even going to give us some insight onto ranking on walmart.com. How's it going, everybody? This is Bradley Sutton, and this is the Serious Sellers Podcast. I've got one of my longtime friends, Anthony Lee from Six Leaf with me today. Tony, how's it going? It is going great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. I know we got a little bit of a time difference here. You actually do not live in the US of A, correct? That's right. I'm in Taiwan. It is 10 a.m. right now. Cool. Is it true rumors around the water cooler have said that you're moving back home a little bit? Is that true or is that just a scuttlebutt? (laughs) No, no. uh, We are actually coming back to the States in August. All right. So everybody, all the cool people keep telling me you got to move to Austin. And I guess you're one of those. I'm not cool enough yet, but (laughs) we got Manny, Guy, of course, Kevin is there. And a bunch of people I met at the Prosper show in Vegas are like, oh, where you come from? I'm from from Austin. So I'll jump on that bandwagon later. (laughs) Yeah. So just out of curiosity, what what, what brought you to Taiwan? Uh, I wanted to be closer to the action. I mean, um, before I got fully wrapped up in all this SaaS business, uh, I was an importer and a brand owner and I still am. Um, but I really wanted to follow through with kind of taking that as far as I could. So I thought get closer to the suppliers, get to a place where I can actually, you know, more easily meet face to face, uh, factories and agents and just kind of everybody that's involved in that side of the business and see if I can't create some good relationships. And that was the whole point. Cool. Did it work out for the most part? Yeah, actually, um, I found a supplier here in Taiwan and then I made really good friends. Like my best friend here in Taiwan is actually a factory owner. So I'm helping them with their uh, Amazon stuff and hopefully going to get them some business over in the West because right now they're exclusively in Asia. And, um, I've also been able to do a whole bunch of cool stuff in China, including, you know, speaking in events and, and, and stuff like that in, in Shenzhen, which, uh, I think is only, has only been able to happen because I'm located over here. Great. That's awesome. I, I think that a, a lot of people are afraid of making, you know, a move like that, but they could probably see, definitely see the, the obvious benefits of, of being over there. So that's pretty cool. Now, the reason why I had you on here was not to talk just about Taiwan, but about launches and about giveaways and that, you know, some many chat. I'm going to see how much we can cram here into the, this 30 minutes. But as people know, like my specialty used to be launches. And that was what I did for the most part as a Amazon consultant, I would optimize the listing, did the keyword research. And then my specialty was doing these launches. And actually the company that I used the most was the company that Anthony works with. And that's how I met him. And so I always am a, a student of the numbers. I, I just love watching the numbers. Then, you know, mark people do marketing, you know, techniques and spread misinformation. But at the end of the day, it's cliche, but the numbers don't lie. And mm-hmm. I've been sharing my limited access to numbers. Like, you know, I did uh, 40 or so launches December and January that I showed the results in a couple of blogs. But 40 sounds like a lot, but you are looking at over a hundred a day, you know, potentially, and you could see different trends and, and you have a unique insight onto 
you know, the history of, of this whole method and, and what's working and not working. So I was hoping we could, we could talk a little about a little bit about that today. Does that sound good? Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. My favorite topic. Awesome. So how did you, you work for six leaf now, but before it was called Zomblast and how did Zomblast first get into this game of, of, or not really a game, but this space, I guess you could say of product launches, like what, how did you guys develop this? Cause if I'm not mistaken, you guys were the first ones to come out with the giveaway method of launches and, and like a platform for it. Yeah. So it was entirely born of need, entirely born of need. Um, the, our CEO, uh, Joe is actually his brainchild, uh, had been building his own email list literally because he came from, you know, the internet marketing world. And that's like one Oh one, right. You always build your email list. And, uh, he got into the physical product space and was building his own email list. And then he realized, man, like I got to, I got to offer these people something. I don't have enough products to give them. So he started going to his network, the little group of, of us that, that all knew each other and said, Hey, you know, uh, we know that just because of some other stuff that people were doing with like these elaborate, you know, Ryan Moran was teaching, like build this huge Facebook page and, and then do, you know, coupon discount, uh, contests and giveaways on the page. And he was like, well, because of what Ryan and other people uh, are doing, we know that sales seem to, you know, positively impact ranking. Let's, let's, let's test this out. It'll keep my audience happy and we should be able to get you guys ranked on page one. So everybody started doing that. And it was like ridiculous how easy it was back then. Every, all of us. When when was this? This was back in 2014. Oh, wow. And all, all of us were, were, I mean, it was just, it was silly, you know, it was like, oh, wow. Um, 30 units later, I'm on page one for a major keyword and gone from zero to like, you know, 20 sales a day on a $70 product. Like it was insane. And uh, so that only had to happen a few times before somebody pulled Joe aside and said, hey, um, I think you should charge for this. And he was like, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. So he started it like two months later. He was like, oh my gosh, this is growing way too fast. And then he came to me. was like, I could use some help. Do you want to replace your day job? And I was like, yes, absolutely. And you know, the rest is history. Wow. So like what in those days, what kind of URLs were being used by you guys? Um, so back in those days was uh, actually when the super URL was a thing, the real super URL, uh, which is um, a dynamic uh, Q, uh, QID URL. So back then, um, that was like that was cutting edge, right? It was URL with the keyword and then a fake timestamp added into it. Um, and that was the original. And that was what we used for the longest time. I mean, like, we probably got a solid year, year and a half out of that before people started saying, hey, uh, it might not be working as well as it used to. And then obviously we upgraded shortly thereafter to HeatSeeker. Cool. And then, um, you know, before a lot of people have been using for years, the, the storefront URL, and if I'm not mistaken, that was one that you guys had, had used for a few, uh, many years as well as, as a kind of like entry URL that you could use because uh, in order to use HeatSeeker, 
you kind of have to be ranking already. So the one that people would use to get ranking would be the storefront. But then I noticed on my own test, and I, I'm guessing you guys noticed sometime around last year, the storefront URL just kind of became less effective than before. Uh, like it, like some people still found success with it, but a lot of people, it wasn't working like before. Is that what you guys found out too? So for a little while, that's what it, uh, that is what it looked like. It looked like it was going the same way as the dynamic super URL as the brand URL, like all the URLs kind of go through these phases where it seems like, uh, they're working like crazy and then they lose effectiveness. Um, I have a couple of thoughts and theories on that though, that might be a little different from what everybody else <laughs> thinks. Hey, I, I'd be, I'd be interested in that. I don't know if anybody else is as nerdy as we are on this <laughs> stuff, but Hey, <laughs> but I mean, but by any means you guys don't use the storefront anymore. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, that was, that was primarily because, um, you know, we are a service and as a service, we want to give our customers what they want. And our customers made it very clear that they were no longer interested in the storefront URL because either uh, they're, you know, whether or not it really was losing effectiveness or there was anything else going wrong with it. You know, we, we heard it loud and clear, Hey, this is, this isn't something we feel comfortable with anymore. So we changed. Um, and we've actually changed URL structures a couple of times uh, due to that. Um, you know, but the, the thing about Amazon is, uh, it's really hard to ever actually get consistent data when it comes to stuff like that. Like it'd be one thing if it was clear cut and dry, like, Oh, look, this no longer works. And sometimes that does happen, but it's rare. Most of the time it's, it's up in the air because Amazon is just, I don't know, like whenever they make changes, it's, it's all over the place. It's category specific. Sometimes it's subcategory specific. Sometimes it's account specific. It's crazy, right? So it's like the yeah. the data is never truly consistent. So we we try to look and see if there's enough supporting evidence. Uh, if there isn't, then that's when I'll usually make a post saying, "Hey, the sky isn't falling, guys." Um, or if there is, then we'll say, "Okay, well, you know, we want to keep." our customers happy. So, you know, if enough people are having a problem with this, we might as well find a new solution. Um, you know, just in case something is wrong. Uh, cause that's the thing about Amazon, right? Like it could totally, it could totally be nothing or it could totally be like the conspiracies are true and they're out to get you. It's like, all right, well, it's not going to hurt. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but just, I mean, for a lot of people are completely following us, I think, but there might be some newer sellers out there who might not know what we're talking about, super URLs, uh, giveaways and, and what Zonblast did. So just briefly, can you explain what we've been talking about the last 10 minutes? <laughs> In a nutshell, uh, we've been talking about, okay, so you refer to them as giveaways. I actually, uh, I mean, I, I don't want you to take this as me like getting on to you, but I usually correct people. Uh, when they call it a giveaway. It's true. It's, it's not, not a giveaway. giveaway. We're not giving it away. I don't know why that term. I actually don't like that term myself. <laughs> but what term do you use? Uh, it's a promotion. It's just a promotion. Uh, and that's exactly what it's called inside of uh, Amazon too. When you set up a promotion, um, you know, create your coupon or your promo codes. It's not even a coupon because coupon is specifically that orange thing on your listing. So promo code that goes with your promotion. So um, we've been talking about running promotions because that is a great way to increase sales uh, velocity and volume, which are 
two huge factors in uh, Amazon's decision to rank uh, product listings higher for keywords searches and um, how years ago, how we figured out you can actually hone in on specific keywords uh, was through using special URLs that almost directed all the traffic that, uh, or all the velocity that you were gaining through these promotions to that one URL or to that one keyword uh, or key phrase so that you could rank for it. So that, that is what we were talking about. Super URLs was one of the many URLs that have been used to direct that velocity towards a specific keyword. And uh, promotions is the, the avenue through which that velocity was achieved. Excellent. So now everybody's on the same page as us. Now we can get back to the regularly scheduled program here. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about around August or September, you know, at least for me, things seem to change a little bit for a while and then they kind of normalized. Did you, did you guys see overall some like strange things that were happened around the July, August, September in regards to promotional discounts? Uh, yeah, yeah, actually. <laughs> um, and not just through our customers, but I, like I was launching a product at that time personally, and I was experiencing the, uh, the, er the earthquake, the tremors, uh, mm -hmm. ranking. Um, well, we call it, ca called it ASS, the Amazon search shuffle, right? It was, uh, very brutal. <laughs> it completely, uh, threw me off some of my strategy for a product there. Um, By the way, side note, middle of March, I've seen a small comeback, not on the scale it was, but I don't know if you've been uh, monitoring lately, but it, it kind of leveled off for a while. But then middle of March, all of a sudden, Richter scale is back like on 10% of the keywords I'm tracking. So I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, yeah, there's, uh, is unfortunately that kind of signaled the beginning of a, I guess a, a slew of random and sporadic, non-consistent changes. And again, that's also Amazon giving us non-consistent uh, data, non-consistent uh, results. I mean, by and large, the strategies uh, that we share, I mean, you know, we at Six Leaf and of course uh, you and, and Helium 10, like by and large, you know, the testing that we do and the strategies that we share are, are kind of like the, these are what we see working the majority of the time. But just like I mentioned before we started recording, unfortunately, the rule that that's consistent all the time in Amazon is some things work for some people some of the time. So, you know, yeah. so like there's there's always going to be uh, people who kind of get caught up in that inconsistency and, and the, you know. Those are like the outliers that we're constantly trying to solve for. Like, how do you, you know, how do you, how do you correct that? And, uh, and that's where I guess. So there's no way, and, and there's no way, I mean, uh, at least that's what I tell people. I was like, you know, people ask me, Hey, what's going on? How do I stop this? You know, my, 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 how do I stop my ranking from going from page one to page 10 every single hour or from different browsing locations and things like that. But I mean, as far as I know, there's, it's just kind of like, wait until Amazon is done, whatever throwing their algorithm tantrum or whatever, right? Usually, yeah. Usually uh, that is precisely uh, what has to happen. Um, I, I don't know if it has any effect or maybe it's just something 
that uh, you can do to take your mind off of it while it's happening until it's over. But typically, I, I tell people, you know, if if you're trying to do stuff on Amazon and Amazon's acting crazy, then this is a good time to focus on like, you know, dabbling in that off Amazon stuff or that driving traffic, external traffic stuff that you've been thinking about that maybe you haven't gotten into yet. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, just because like, you know, if, if Amazon's going to sit there and mess around, then, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? Pull all your inventory out of FBA. That's not going to happen. So yeah. instead of just sitting there waiting, like let's, let's, let's focus on building the brand as a whole and, and trying not to rely so much on the eyeballs that Amazon's getting. Yeah. So a couple of things I wanted to talk about, you know, we had Barkus, I don't know if you remember back on the AMPM podcast, we had him like on a kind of a round table discussion about, you know, state of launches and, and, and uh, promotions. So we went over some of these things, but this is, you know, a different podcast, serious sellers podcast. So there's a lot of newer users who might not have heard that episode. So one of the things we had talked about on that round table was the misconceptions out there. And number one is people who spread these fake news that, you're going to get, you get penalized for using this promotional or giveaways, however people want to call it. You're going to get penalized by Amazon. You can get suspended, but please give us the number of verified suspensions that you have heard about from the tens of thousands of launches that you guys have handled. So that's a really good question. Um, the number of verified suspensions as a result of either a URL or promotion or, or as it's actually listed in the TOS as a uh, uh, manipulation of uh, the bestseller rank, uh, mm -hmm. approximately zero. Exactly. And that guys, you guys have to be able to have your Bradley Sutton meter. In other words, the BS meter <laughs> on when you're reading Facebook groups sometimes, because all it takes is one person to say it and then start spreading to groups. But you know, Six Leaf is doing tons of launches. There are other companies out there that are doing tons of launches. It wouldn't be just one person saying, oh yeah, something's happening with launches. I mean, there would be, if ever it did come down where it's against TOS or Amazon shuts it down or people start penalizing, there would be like mass outcry like you guys have never seen before. And we're just not having that because like Tony said, zero suspensions or penalizations have come as a result of this. And, and going back to what you said, I have a theory about what I do and some of it you explained to me when I first showed that snippet of the uh, TOS to you, the terms of service. So it says that you cannot try to manipulate the bestseller ranking. And my opinion or what I tell people is that, well, nobody is doing these promotions or launches to manipulate the bestseller rating because we, most of us know that really, Hey, what, what is the bestseller? So, so I can get in the top 100 big whoop, right? Is that correct? Like, so it's not, referring to this structure of doing a promotion or giveaway, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I definitely, I know that the terms are written very vaguely so that they can make broad sweeping actions in the event that they feel like they need to. Um, but uh, I would say that that's a, a fair assessment of, of the interpretation. It's just the number one thing I try to tell, to, to tell people when they start getting uh, concerned about that kind of stuff is if Amazon was actually concerned that you're uh, abusing uh, promotions, they, they wouldn't give you the ability to create them. <laughs> like yep. there was a time when people were abusing them by giving, by uh, doing 
$0 promotions and ranking with, without the, you know, any dollar transactions. And Amazon had a problem with that. And then they did away with that. Newbies would have no idea this was the case, but once upon a time, you could do dollar off coupons and those coupons made you be able, made, you know, users be able to buy your product for $0. And there was a guy who used to work for Amazon, actually, that helped kind of set up FBA that was on another podcast. I mean, this is a li- almost a lifetime ago in Amazon years now. And he straight up said, Amazon has a problem with all of this massive ranking coming from zero transactional dollars. And then six months later, they did away with the ability to create $0 coupons. I was like, okay, this is obviously the easier way to handle it, right? So you got to think about it in terms like that. Like, is it going to make sense for Amazon to turn around and do mass suspensions for everybody that they think might be trying something shady with coupons, or maybe they'll just stop letting you use them, but they don't stop you Mm. from using them because Amazon recognizes the fact that like having promotional avenues is a great way to spike sales velocity and spiking sales velocity is good, not just for you, but also for Amazon and the customer. (laughs) Um, The customer's getting a good deal. Amazon's getting more traffic to their website it's a win-win-win situation. So long as, you know, black hat stuff isn't involved, which means yeah. that you're not like sending fake orders or sending uh, uh, empty boxes and, you know, sending them to uh, accounts that are all owned by the same person. Like that's, that's manipulation. What's not manipulation is taking an email list and sending them all a deal because that's just normal marketing. Everybody does that in, in, in the retail space. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Now, what about, I mean, and like if Amazon, in my opinion, I'm not a programmer, I'm not a developer, I'm not sure, but in my opinion, things like, you know, storefront URL, brand URL, field ASIN URL, all those two-step URLs could be just done away within a second if Amazon closes the visibility of the URL. Like I remember, I actually checked recently and Walmart has it now, but unless I'm mistaken, you're pretty familiar with Walmart. So this is like a couple of years ago, but when I searched for something on Walmart, it did not show me the URL of my search, like on the results page. That's right. Does that? That's right. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm not making that up. All right. So good. So like, I mean, I would think that, Hey, if Amazon doesn't want people knowing what URL is generated so that people can't, you know, use this system, they just literally have to turn off a switch with like, Hey, we're just going to put a, a fake URL here. And now nobody's going to be able to duplicate this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It seems, I mean, it, it seems like that would be an easy fix for them. Like if they really were concerned, another way for them to fix it, if they didn't feel like devoting a development time to it would be to actually put anything about URLs in their terms of service, which they have never done. Oh, very true point. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I that, that doesn't think- a couple lines of code. I mean, they, they love having pages and pages of terms and you know, they, they have no space to talk about URLs. So yeah, that's a good point too. I never even thought about it that way. Yeah. Speaking of Walmart being able to do that now, is that kind of like, I mean, I, Walmart's a whole I'm going to have you on the podcast in six, six months or a year or something talking about Walmart, but, but do you see Walmart as kind of that potential of using something like this as it Amazon was in 2014, 2015 when you started? Yeah, no. Um, so Walmart, I've actually done launches on Walmart very successfully. Walmart is the, the it's, it's weird. I know that none of these platforms use exactly the same technology, but they, they seem to follow a logical trajectory. So we're constantly comparing Amazon 
and its search functions to Google, even though they have completely different intentions. Uh, still, Google is a robust, the probably most robust search engine in the world. And it's a logical kind of trajectory to, to, to be going in that direction for Amazon. Walmart is on the same trajectory, but years behind Amazon. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's actually pretty fascinating uh, to see the ways that you can you know, manage to rank. Um, as of six months ago, I don't know if they've changed this, but as of six months ago, just getting reviews would rank your listing on Walmart. Um, wow. So there's going to be a lot of potential there if, if people start seeing the value. If, if, the buyer, if the buyers keep growing and they keep shopping and, and Walmart keeps finding ways to make it easier for sellers to interact with their platform, then uh, we will see that potential kind of flourish, I think, in the future. Yeah, and another another way to kind of diversify your income streams, as you alluded to earlier, for for when strange things are going on Amazon, uh, just uh, it's a good way to protect yourself from these uh, changes. Yeah. Now moving moving back to Amazon, what are some current trends or best practices that you can see? Like we've always talked about, you know, or man, not we, but Manny, you know, even before I came here, has always talked about, you know, like eight day promotional period, eight day giveaway period, if you're going to use that term that you know, has worked the best. And in my personal experience, it went back and forth, you know, like last year, like over a year ago, like two day, one and two day launches were working like ridiculously well. And then it kind of went back to the, the longer ones, but what, what's the 2019, you know, looking at all the data that you have access to and what your customers are doing, what is a good SOP for a launch strategy using the promotional discount method? Okay. So if you're using the promotional discount method, uh, as you had just said, you're absolutely correct. It went back and forth, back and forth. And it was probably just as recently as six months ago that single day, you know, big spike launches was still working or working like gangbusters. Um, it has, I mean, and I'm sure it'll change more, but right now, what I'm seeing is uh, more successful launches uh, appear to be taking place over longer periods of time. And it's, I wouldn't say there's a magic number, although some people swear by uh, 10 days. Um, but I really do think it depends on the competitiveness of the keyword you're targeting and your niche. Um, but longer periods of time to kind of establish uh, you know, a routine and then being either fully consistent or somewhat growing the number uh the volume over the days uh appears to have a positive impact and strangely enough people who actually can manage to get the uptake like the number like the the volume uh but have lower discounts and what this is telling me okay what this is kind of a clear sign of is is in support of a lot of the changes people are constantly alluding to within Amazon and their algorithm, it does appear, uh, not that I'm crying about, you know, that the, that the sky is falling or anything, but it does appear that Amazon prefers a more organic looking um, transaction. And I think they're trying to make it easier for organic transactions to occur and for 
organic transactions to uh, to be rewarded. And as such, we have changed our promotion strategies to more closely mimic organic behavior. So that's the reason why, um, you know, heat seeker and search and find URL uh, methods are working more. Uh, that's the reason why lower discounts and more transactional dollars is working better. And that's the reason why consistent sales or consistent growing sales over a longer period of time is working more. That's because all of that kind of leads to what it would look like if you know this product was growing in popularity organically. That's also the reason why people have been um, experimenting with ex- external traffic and seeing great results. Uh, because again, that, you know, uh, in that organic process that shows Amazon, hey, I'm I'm a business owner and I'm actually trying to get people to come and, and buy my product from from anywhere that I can, and uh, and all that seems to be uh, rewarded. So right now, that's kind of how we're structuring or we're we're advising people to structure their promotion strategies. So again, in a nutshell, how many days and would you suggest doing the upward trajectory of numbers over that day or just summarize kind of like what you just mentioned, just in a, in sure. a succinct um, strategy, right? Try, try at first, try 10 days, try 10 day launch. Uh, I would say, um, try if you can get it within a reasonable number, try somewhere between 65 and 85% off. Don't go all the way up to 90 something. Uh, so like if 65% off would be less than $5 for your product still, I would try that. Right. Um, so much lower discount and then push, uh, either at the top end of your estimated number of, uh, daily sales for the whole 10 days. Or if you want to try and conserve some of your inventory, um, start at a, like a mid range number and then slowly increase it until you reach the top end towards the last, maybe three days of that 10 day period. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So now after the 10 day period, just sit back and watch or, or do you suggest you know, like running a every other day pulse as you guys call it, or is it just case by case basis? Um, I would say it's case by case. Like pulses are probably really good uh, in highly competitive markets. Um, if like maybe 10 days won't cut it because it's, you know, your keyword you're going after is 150,000 plus searches a month, right? That's like insane. So you're going to have to probably push something like that for more like 14 to 20 days. And then you want to maintain with something like a pulse. But if you're going after like 10 to 15,000 searches a month, maybe only one keyword, you could probably hang back, see what happens and then adjust course after maybe three or four days. Okay. Almost switching topics here, but just, I just thought of something that Here's another theory, another Bradleyism or a theory of mine that I haven't really confirmed with you. But in my opinion, over the last few months, organic conversion at the end of a launch after you're on page one is way more important than it was before. Like, like before it seemed like you were given the benefit of the doubt. You get to page one and maybe you're not converting right away. Like they'll still let you stay there for a little bit. But then like, if it's just obvious that you're not going to make it there, you, you start dropping off. But it seems like now, if you, regardless of how you get to page one, whether it's from PPC or, or whatever, but once you get there, if you're not converting organically for that keyword, like 
it it's falls off a cliff. Is that anything like you've seen? I a hundred percent agree. And again, this goes back to Amazon appears to really prefer and reward that organic buying experience. And I think that is highly evident uh, in any promotion strategy that you use, any, any marketing strategy that you use that pushes velocity at as, as close to full price as possible. And then of course, regardless of what method you use after you get to page one, being able to sustain a velocity at full price purchases. Yeah. You will see amazing results. And then on the converse side of that, absolutely. If you don't convert, you'll be, you won't be there anymore and you'll go, what happened? Like it all failed. How, yeah. how did that, how did that? So yeah, that's, that's a huge, that's a huge thing. And I think that's another reason why we don't have, I mean, again, things could change. They could say that discount promotions are against TOS tomorrow. You know, Amazon, you know, does that uh, one day incentivized reviews was okay. The next day it wasn't. So of course that could change at any time. But you know, one of the signs that to me point that, it might be a while before anything like that happens is Amazon probably figures, Hey, you know, yeah, people can get to page one, you know, through this method, but so what it's going to fix itself organically because if it doesn't perform well, that product's going to fall right off. So, and if it does perform well, well, great. Now I'm glad that that item got on page one. That's gives us a little bit more of our 15% opportunities. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that assessment too. I mean, I've been preaching for years now that, the algorithm is almost self-correcting in, in many ways. And, uh, and that's one of the ways that, you know, that it is, it's you, the, the products. I mean, back when they changed all the, the backend keyword stuff too, and people were kind of freaking out, like we lost all of, all of these, um, characters and, you know, it was because they were trying to clean up listings, ranking for, or indexing for keywords that were completely irrelevant. And that's also when the push to kind of, uh, more heavily focused on on relevance uh, happened so that they could fix that. And and that way, you know, it wasn't about, you know, hunting down the bad actors that were uh, pushing, uh, you know, traffic and sales to irrelevant keywords. It was, the, you know, the system will self-correct. Uh, products won't make it uh, if it's deemed irrelevant. Uh, or if, you know, if they do rank for something, they won't stay there because... The, the conversions for that keyword will be too low. So um, it's a smart machine. We may not fully understand how it works, but we can definitely see, um, you know, the end result, what Amazon wants. It's pretty obvious. They want, they want an organic buying experience uh, and happy customers that vote popular products farther up pages with their dollars. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's simple, <laughs> really. Makes sense. Makes sense. Going back to about, you know, the actual launch strategy. Now, I know back in the day, at least, you know, tons of your customers were using Helium 10 for the CPR number because, you know, before it was just kind of like, well, how many, how much do we give away? It was kind of like, you know, I mean, before I use Helium 10, mm -hmm. uh, I was using you guys and I just had to like kind of guess, you know, sometimes I get it right. But, uh, you know, CPR, while not being a perfect method, because of course, different there's probably different conversion rates, different sales numbers for different keywords, but do a lot of your customers still use CPR or we'd love to get some insight on if, if you think the formula needs tweaking at all or, or something now that, for example, 10 days 
is better? Does that mean we need to add to our CPR number, you think, or spread out that CPR just to the 10 days or what's, what's your take? Well, so I, I made an attempt to reverse engineer the CPR. Um, and I know that it's not a hundred percent accurate with the, mm-hmm. the method that I, that I came up with to reverse engineer it. Uh, but for the most part, they seem to be on par with the same numbers that I would come up with. So I would say that, um, uh, probably, you know, 80% of the time, uh, it works. Um, that's a, that's almost exactly my analysis. Yeah. It was like, it was like 75 to, to 85% of the time. Yeah. And then, um, and yes, a lot of people still follow that. Uh, as far as the number of days, again, I don't know that there's a perfect number because that part has to be more dynamic. I think at one time it was easy to say, look, eight days will get you there. Cause there was a time we came up with the wave seven because there was a time when seven days is all you needed. You needed a solid week and then it doesn't matter like what category you're in. Those days are over though. Now that really has to be dynamic. Like eight will work for some keywords, but it won't for others. Uh, it just can't. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of hard to, you know, it's kind of hard to say, like if you guys wanted to update it, you would have, it, it would probably take more work than just, you know, tweaking it so that the number came out differently. Like you'd, you'd have to make it more dynamic based on, based on keyword, um, competition and, and category because, uh, because those are the factors, right? The, yeah. the conversion rates on the, on page one, the number of searches, um, like these are all factors uh, now yeah. that affect that. Yep. All right. A couple of things that just came to my mind that I've heard you say over the last 10, 15 minutes was, you know, Amazon liking uh, diverse or outside traffic from different sources. And also you had talked about, you know, lower discounts actually working better. And so one of the ways that I've been telling people that is a great way to do this is if you are not launching a brand new brand, a brand new brand. I didn't mean to say that, but uh, <laughs> a completely new brand. That means, uh, let's say you're launching a different product under a same brand, like in the same niche, you know, like maybe you had a dog collar was your first product. Now you have a dog leash. Well, the method that I've been telling people to use is, Hey, you've got maybe 10,000 customers, 20,000 customers have bought your dog collar at full price. And now you're coming out with a dog leash or vice versa. Well, you need to retarget those customers. and then you don't have to give it away for like 80% off or 90% off or 70% off because that's what you have to do for people who are trying to show your product to people who might not want it, but they, they figure, Hey, it's a dollar or $2. So I'll just get it anyways. But, and then the way to do that, you guys came up with a year ago or sometime in 2018, I believe a way to, to create Facebook audiences based on customer lists and then actually target them directly through an integration in your in your service. So can you, can you talk a little bit about, about that? Yeah. So, um, the, the service that we have is bridge, but the, the cool part is like, you can do this with or without the service, right? The whole thing is, uh, we just kind of automate it for you. But the whole idea is, um, the way Facebook takes custom, uh, custom audience information is through, uh, it's very simple. It's just through a text file and all it needs is first and last name and then city, state, and zip code. These, this is all information that you're given uh, for your Amazon buyers. So as long as you can put that into Facebook, Facebook will try to match those at a pretty high accuracy too, given the fact that um, it's using address information, which is typically pretty reliable. And then once it matches those, then you can run advertising 
to that matched audience. And uh, that's a really great, like, that's a great way to retarget. And obviously, Amazon already pays for retargeting on Facebook. That's a great way for you to retarget specifically your products, especially if you have a decent size list of past buyers. Um, and there's so much you could do with that. Like, you could bring them back in for a new product. You can appeal to them to leave a review if they haven't yet. There's just, you know, tons of things uh, that you can do with that, uh, with that data integration, which is fantastic. Yeah. And it potentially saves a lot of money too. Cause like, let's say you're, you're targeting a, a really high volume keyword that you're going to have to give, you know, 500 to a thousand promotions on. Well, if you're doing that at 80% off compared to doing that at 40% off, well, you're talking potentially the, the savings of, you know, thousands of dollars. So on, on the life of a promotion. So that's definitely a way that I would suggest. So we've actually gone longer than I think we've gone on any guests just because I'm such a, such a nerd about this, this, this whole, this whole, you know, area of Amazon. And I think it's so important. A lot of people, not, not a lot of people aren't using it. You know, people say, Oh, everybody uses the discount or promotion method, or everybody uses Facebook uh, to promote, but actually it's, I don't know, in my opinion, it's actually a small percentage of people are using this, these techniques. Well, yeah, because what they're getting from Amazon and what they're getting from the purists in our industry is, um, you know, PPC, PPC, PPC. And PPC is a huge and important part of any, you know, growth on the platform. But by no means is it the only avenue. And even Amazon knows that, which is why they offer, you know, uh, social social discounts with influencers and coupon codes and um, buy one, get one offers. And, you know, they give you all these other avenues because they want you to go out and, and grow your business and send all the traffic back to them. Yeah, exactly. One last thing. I know you guys, you and Barkus over there, I see in your blogs, you use a uh, helium 10 for, you know, some keyword tracking and different things, but do you use any other Helium 10 tools for your, your businesses or your, your research? Oh, yeah. Um, so aside from tracking, uh, yeah. also a really, really, for me personally, I think um, Magnet and then uh, Cerebro doing reverse ASIN like for competitive research is crucial, mm -hmm. right? Like it's just hands down probably the most reliable uh, information that you'll get on keywords, which is critical. Key, like proper keyword research is a cornerstone. <laughs> so definitely, yeah, you can that. have the best launch method, even using you know your service, but it's not going to mean anything if it's the wrong keyword. Exactly. And then uh, I personally also happen to use uh, X-ray a lot. Uh, it's reliable. Um, it doesn't log me out all the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> cool. So yeah, no, I, I, I'm a huge fan of Helium 10. I think it's probably one of the most va valuable, robust softwares out there. So guys, if you guys want to know more about, you know, what Six Leaf does, you can just go to sixleaf.com, but also how can people reach out to you? I know you have a really cool Facebook page where you give some uh, nuggets every now and then. So how can people find you on uh, Facebook? Yeah. So, um, I actually have my own little Facebook uh, page, the uh, unofficial Anthony Lee. And typically the easiest way to contact me is through messenger on that. Um, however, because of my obsession with messenger, 
it's very possible that I'm going to be taking over Six Leafs Messenger too. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, very, very, uh, very well. Probably the easiest way to communicate with me is just through some pages Facebook Messenger. Just find a way to communicate with something Six Leaf or Anthony Lee related in Facebook Messenger, and you will get uh, to me directly. And then the benefit of uh, any content that I put out, because those are messengers like my new number one channel for everything. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, Tony, for coming on here. And we'll definitely have you back. And thanks for all the value that you've given us. And we'll have to meet up once you come back to Austin. I'll have to make a flight over there. See you and Manny and everybody else.